0: Well, I just teleported in and man are my arms tired. This is the Do Weekly Podcast. A weekly challenge podcast for small business owners.
1: By small business owners.
0: I'm Captain Alex Vasquez.
1: Oh, I'm Admiral Natalie MacLeese. Shoot. I had to outrank you. (laughs)
0: pisses me off.
1: (laughs) Now you have to do what I say.
0: I already do what you say.
1: Oh, well, then carry on.
0: And I brought you donuts.
1: You did bring me donuts.
0: But not because I didn't do the challenge. Are you sure? I'm positive.
1: Well, we can talk about that.
0: We can talk about it, because I think the donuts are delicious. Thanks to Blue Star Donuts, who... Are not bunch sponsors. bunch of Portland
1: hipsters. A bunch
0: of Portland hipsters, and they are not sponsors of this podcast, but we are eating their donuts.
1: We promote a lot of businesses that are not a sponsor of this podcast.
0: We need to stop doing that.
1: Or not.
0: Or we could let them know, hey, we mentioned you.
1: Yeah, we had that whole thing where we talked about Hendrix Gin for like 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, I know, and they didn't even send me a bottle of gin. I you mean- have
1: like Eight.
0: I know, but it's not nine. I feel like that's a whole other episode, by the way. Yeah, should probably not go
1: off on that tangent.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely (laughs) not. Natalie, did you have a good week?
1: I did. I spent the week in Austin. What'd you do in Austin? I gave a talk.
0: Where and what was it about?
1: Well, I talked at freelance conference. Mm Mm-hmm. And I talked about this podcast and the power of making consistent tiny changes.
0: It's as though making tiny changes to your business, it all starts to add up, and before you know it, you've empowered yourself and built a stronger business.
1: Exactly. We should do a
0: podcast about that. <laughs>
1: yeah, we probably should.
0: To the listeners from FreeCon in Austin, we bid you adieu. I mean, wait, what's the other one? Where you bid? Bonjour. Pe- it we bid you bonjour. That no one ever says that. Hi, hello. Welcome. Please say hi to us. Let us know if there's a challenge that you think we should do.
1: Yeah, or if you saw my talk in Austin.
0: Tell Natalie what you thought about it. And spare no details. If you (laughs) liked it, you let her know how much you liked it. If you didn't like it, tell her respectfully that you didn't like it. But I'm sure everyone loved it.
1: I think so. It seemed to have gone over pretty well.
0: You're giving that talk again.
1: I am. Next weekend at uh, Word Camp, Los Angeles.
0: I'm going to be in attendance. Awesome. Do you want me to go to your talk? Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll go. Do you want me to introduce you?
1: They probably already have someone to do that.
0: You know what? No one can introduce you the way that I can. <laughs> That's true. My my week was not as action packed or anything, so I, I didn't have anything crazy like that go on. But you know, I'm just uh, I'm just. Lying low, I uh, went on a run, and I fell down and went boom. That's about it. Are you okay? They had to amputate my knee.
1: I think you're lying.
0: They left the rest of my leg there, though, so I only have one knee now and two legs.
1: I don't think that's true. I didn't ask.
0: Look, if I had one knee, could I do this? Oh, it was my birthday last week. Yeah, I know. And can you describe to our listeners the kind of socks that I have?
1: Ridiculous.
0: Why are they ridiculous?
1: Because they're covered in hot sauce bottles and chili peppers.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) since the last time we did an episode, I had my birthday, and I also ate two Carolina Reaper chili peppers.
1: Raw and whole.
0: Raw and whole. And I have to tell you, it was (laughs) by far the worst thing The worst decision I've ever made in my life, except for that time back in the 90s where I bet on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl three different times. This was just so much worse.
1: If only you had asked me beforehand, I could have told you that was a bad idea.
0: Yeah, it was a bad idea. I put it on Facebook Live. Maybe I will post the video for people to see. But also, Natalie, as a gift to me... (laughs) You bought me a hot sauce subscription box, (laughs) which is a brilliant idea because you know how much of a spice fiend I am. I was wrecked after eating that Carolina Reaper because not only did it hurt going down, but my stomach rejected it and I ended up vomiting all of that stuff back up. (laughs) And not only was it gross, but it was painful. It was next level torture. Never do this. (laughs) The following morning, I get this box of hot sauce, And all these different things. I'm like, ugh, I just can't. (laughs) So, Natalie, excellent job on the timing. Yeah, timing
1: is impeccable.
0: Yeah, did you mean to do that?
1: I didn't because that box came from the UK, and I really had no idea when it was going to show up. I was actually worried it wouldn't even be there in time for your birthday.
0: Well, it definitely was. Happy birthday to me. Happy
1: birthday to you. uh,
0: So do you want to get into it? Do you want to talk about last week's challenge?
1: Yeah, let's let's do it.
0: Okay, do you want to kick it off?
1: Sure. So last week's challenge was to find a way to give back.
0: Yeah, find a way to give back. Find a charity or something like that that you can donate your time or resources to uh-huh. in, in some way. So uh-huh. what, did you, what did
1: you end up doing? I already have two things that are going on on a pretty mm-hmm. regular basis. One is every week I donate three hours of my time to volunteering at a cat rescue And socializing and caring for all the little baby kitties.
0: You call it volunteering. I say that you're over there just playing with little kitty cats because you're obsessed.
1: But it's my job.
0: Continue.
1: (laughs) So I do that every week. And And then the other thing... That I do on a regular basis is I did step down as chapter leader of the Los Angeles chapter of Girl Develop It. But I do still teach for them okay. and do some other events with them. So I'm still regularly involved with that group. Y-
0: and you just did a class for them a couple weekends ago, I feel like. In San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I
1: went down and taught a full weekend class to build and deploy your first website.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. 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 And then I've also been thinking about, I really value public radio. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, I think November is when they do all the big membership drives. Yeah. Um. You know, they do it twice a year. And I was thinking maybe I could volunteer for that.
0: I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I might do that with you.
1: Yeah, I think it should be fun.
0: Yeah, KPCC, which is uh, Pasadena's local NPR affiliate, that'd be a good station to do that for. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. It'd be kind of
1: a hassle to commute on the way to KCRW from here.
0: Yeah, because that's in Santa Monica. And for people who are not from Los Angeles, one thing you should know is that people from the east side do not travel to the west side because it might it is- look
1: like only 15 miles on a map.
0: but it definitely feels more like 300 miles
1: it's like three or four hours of your life you'll never get back
0: yeah just going one way
1: (laughs) yeah just Just going going one 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 way way.
0: (laughs) it's it's really that bad that's not exaggeration so well that sounds pretty cool so i was taking a look at things now like you i also volunteer sometimes so for some of our regular listeners who may know i uh I volunteer a few hours each week for the Small Business Development Center, also known as the SBDC. I consult and help small business owners. It matters of digital marketing and strategy, so I do that weekly for free. And the other, the other thing that I saw is the Los Angeles Public Library has a Maker's Fair coming up. Oh. And they need sponsors. So I've sponsored the event.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: It's pretty awesome. So... Yeah, so Digisavvy is sponsoring a maker fair.
1: Is that the main public library downtown? Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's the big, gigantic downtown Los Angeles public library, which if you ever visit or you haven't been there, you should totally visit it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's really neat. But uh, yeah, so they've got a makers fair. I met one of their contacts at a networking thing in Pasadena here uh, called the Friday Morning Coffee Meetup. And I guess they're like, "Hey, this person can probably donate some money to us someday." Nice. That's what I'm doing.
1: Well, that's another callback to another one of our challenges—to attend a networking event.
0: Attend all the networking events. I've decided. Listen to that episode and just do the thing. Yeah. I think we—I think we punched this thing right in the stomach.
1: <laughs> it sounds like we did.
0: Yeah. So um, we're
1: being good citizens.
0: We're being good citizens. So there you go. Bam. Do you want to talk about next week's challenge, or do you just want to end it right now?
1: No, let's just talk about cats.
0: Let's just... uh, No, no, no. Look, I like cats, but I'm sick and tired of talking about cats.
1: I could talk about cats for hours. Oh,
0: Your podcats are getting restless. They look like potatoes with little furry paws.
1: That's a good description. I actually learned what kind of kitty Mabel is.
0: What kind of kitty is your cat, Mabel?
1: She's a Torby.
0: What's a Torby?
1: A cross between a Tordy and a Tabby.
0: I don't even know what a Torby is. Right there. Well, wait, a a Torby? A Tordy and a Tabby? Yeah. I don't know what a Tordy is.
1: It's a cat that's a mix of gray and orange Tabby.
0: Wait, so... But with so, no white. So are you saying that your cat, which is a mix of a Torby... And a tabby is... The the tortie is a, also a mix of an orange tabby and something else.
1: Yeah, cat so jeans are weird. So it's a mix weird. of a mix of, of a, a mix. mix? Yeah.
0: Oh, shit, Natalie. I can't keep up with this.
1: I know. <sighs> this cat color a... jeans are really crazy.
0: <sighs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know, Natalie.
1: And there's crazy things like almost all orange cats are male. And Torties and torbies and Calicos are almost all female.
0: This information is hurting my face. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm glad that you love cats so much. And I love that today's episode is not about cats. It's not. It's not. This week's challenge is about something a little bit different. This week's challenge is about taking a look, an objective look at your business And identifying alternative streams of income Mm -hmm. for your business. And I feel like, Natalie, many times you seem to have like an inspirational quote that kind of opens up the challenge to everyone and introduces it and really gets us in the right mood.
1: Yeah, you think? Did you like my quote? No. Then why are you bringing it up?
0: Because I feel like our listeners should listen to it regardless of whether or not I like the quote. And I'm just kidding. I like the quote.
1: Okay, this quote is from Mariska Anderson.
0: Mariska Anderson. Hi, it's Alex. Call Um,
1: me. The quote is, my business is not my source of income. The universe is my source of income, and my business is merely one channel for that income.
0: That's deep. That's very deep. The world is your oyster, people. (laughs) <laughs> and everyone's just the cocktail sauce getting ready to yeah actually that's a bad analogy never mind so look no, we're, I, we're gonna go we're just gonna stick with the quote okay i i can't i, I don't can't. know where
1: that was even going
0: it nowhere good if we examine our businesses i think that there are no doubt possibilities or opportunities that we just haven't explored uh-huh. And, you know, there, there's a number of different ways to generate more income from our businesses. Whether you're a brick and mortar or an online business, it's worth taking a look at what you do, how you do it. And maybe even asking for some outside perspective uh-huh. from someone else who who may run a business. and or Or just someone you trust and, you know, ask them what their thoughts about your business are and, you know, if they have any ideas. But, you know, I was thinking about this. I have a service-based business, and this year I added a couple of products to Mm -hmm. the
1: mix. And,
0: you know, I think my goal this year was to get, like, 5% of my revenue to be generated from product.
1: Okay. How Um, are you doing with that?
0: I haven't checked the numbers. I imagine by the end of the year, I imagine I'll probably be less than that, because, you know, like I haven't spent the whole year. Like it hasn't been a full year of the products. Like I think my pr- my first product That's came true. out in yeah. April. Okay. The second one came out maybe almost a month ago. Uh huh. You know, it's going to take some time to tally the figures, but we'll see. But I know for you, Natalie, you're a service based business too. But you've got a couple products now. That, I do. That do that seem to do well. Pretty well. What are your What are your thoughts on? trying to find different streams of income. Does it have to be from a digital product or physical product? Like, how did you come up with the products that, that you currently have and sell? And what would you do now to see if there's any other ways you can squeeze money from the business?
1: The first product that I had was a WordPress plugin called Draw Attention, which just lets you create interactive images for your website. Mm-hmm. And I made, ended up making that because Nathan and I were looking for a test project to do together to see how well we work together. And who's Nathan? He's my business partner. Do in I know N-squared. him? You do know Nathan.
0: Okay. He's, he sounds like a nice guy.
1: He is a nice guy. Okay. And I had built something similar on a client's website and people kept seeing it in my portfolio and asking me about it. We had that idea and built out that product and it has done better than I think either of us expected And I would estimate right now that that probably represents about 20% of the income of my business. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I think that's more than even what I was expecting.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so that's been really nice, and it's been pretty consistent. And then we are working on a second product now that we just started. You know, we did a, a crowdfund campaign to kick it off last year. And we've been just working away on it. And we finally have gotten to a point where we're starting to get some sales through. Nice. Um, and hopefully that has actually a wider appeal even than the first product. And can eventually contribute, you know, maybe 30 or 40% of the income of my business.
0: That, I think, is pretty awesome. And that other product is called Simply Schedule Appointments. Yeah. So, cheap plug. There it is. And <laughs> there it uh, is. My my products are just add-ons for WordPress forms. They just integrate with ActiveCampaign. So for Ninja Forms and Caldera Forms, they're just integrations for ActiveCampaign.
1: So I think it's pretty natural for a service-based business to add some kind of product. But if you already have a product-based business, maybe that's not as simple and straightforward. But there's still there's lots of other things that you could do.
0: So, I mean, there's there's an endless number and type of business that people can have and it's it's hard to you know think of the different types of things that one could do but you know I, i'm thinking sometimes depending on if you're selling a product or a service you know maybe there's extended consulting or you know like configuration setup or training Mm-hmm. On these different products, those are things that are value adds for a business. And I think that can translate, you know, both to online and offline too.
1: You can always do an online class. Yeah. There's a lot of platforms for doing that now, like Skillshare and Udemy, platforms where anybody can come in and create a class.
0: I would throw teachable in there, which I think is pretty oh, yeah. good. Yeah, there's
1: a lot. There's quite yeah. a few of them. So you could do something around that, around the products or the services that you offer, or something completely different. Sure. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to your business. It could be a hobby that you're really interested in or really knowledgeable about.
0: There's a trainer I know who I was doing some work with and you know, he's trying to build his own product, but you know, he's very knowledgeable. And, you know, I I recommended to him, I said, you should build like a simple program, create some basic video content that discusses and maybe demonstrates the movements for each of these exercises over the course of a period of time and, and sell it, you know, or offer it free or something like that. But, and that can kind of harken back to our you know, create an educational product challenge, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just taking that knowledge that, you know, condensing it down into like a, you know, something that's very defined that you know, someone can just purchase and consume and do something with, I, I think would be great.
1: You can publish a book. Ooh, yeah. You've published,
0: you've authored a couple of books.
1: I have. Well, a couple of editions of the same book.
0: So I have authored zero books. And I know that you and I have talked about doing a book for the Do Weekly podcast. Yeah. After uh, we
1: have a year of challenges.
0: Yeah. After we have, we're Which on. Which
1: will be before you know it. Which, this is episode 29. This
0: is episode 29, so we're already more than halfway done. We're
1: already more than halfway. Go us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so,
0: so the idea is, like with a book, you know, like self-publishing a book, putting it on Amazon or something like that, or even just finding a publisher and maybe trying to pitch it to, which seems a lot more difficult. I have no idea. But, you know, authoring a book as a resource would be a great alternative revenue stream, for sure.
1: And people like to see that and you can put it on your website, ooh, I'm the author of this book. Mm-hmm. If it's something related to your business, and then I think that helps establish it as an authority.
0: You know, I have a I have a friend who I don't think she does this anymore, but she was a style blogger and she would do closet consultations like online oh, okay. ones. Okay.
1: Yeah, like and, fashion stuff. Yeah,
0: fashion stuff. You know, she would take a look at someone's wardrobe, their closet online, and then just kind of recommend a few different pieces and outfits from whatever was in the closet. Oh,
1: interesting. Or,
0: or recommend certain purchases and things like that. And I, I think, again, just utilizing that that experience because, you know, someone's bound to, you know, be willing to pay for it. You know, people who recognize what that value is. What are what are some other interesting things that people could do to try to add additional streams of revenue to their to their business?
1: I know for us there are related services that people often need in relation to a website, like hosting or domain names or things like that. Sure. So you could become a like a reseller or an affiliate yeah. of those services, so you could make money
0: absolutely every time
1: a client goes to purchase those. Yeah. And that's something really obvious for our business, but I think there's a lot of other businesses where there's a similar opportunity.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, again, not having physical brick and mortar businesses, it, it makes it difficult to figure out like, okay, well, what else can we do to, to generate additional income? But I, I think, you know, there's scalable methods of doing it, which you mentioned with classes uh-huh. and then there's non-scalable too. And there's a big draw and a big push to be more efficient and scale, scale, scale. Do, do the automated thing. Do, do the online course thing, you know. However, I think that just as valuable and I would say even more valuable is, is doing the things that don't scale and monetizing it. And again, if that's consulting or just offering a very specific set Of services on top of something that you already do, and just really giving people like 110% of of yourself with whatever that is. Again, I don't know if that is just if you're a letterpress company that makes business cards and flyers and things like that you know, maybe doing an in-person class or letting someone apprentice with you so that they can do their own stuff. Like, how can you repurpose the space that you have? How can you repurpose that knowledge? It's great to think about the smart ways to do it. You know, how, how can you intelligently scale yourself? But also, depending on what it is that you do, that there's potentially an audience who you can really deliver some value by inviting them in. And in delivering something very unique that's very focused on what it is that someone potentially wants, and then just yeah. giving that to them in, in the best best way possible in person or, or what have you.
1: I know that we had talked before about the wine shop that you yeah. wandered into. Yeah, and I would totally go pay for like a wine tasting class or some kind of class to learn about all the different yeah. varieties of wine and how to pair them with food. And that could be a really fun kind of an event that you could yeah. go to. And...
0: You know, I I don't have, like, a ton of... I'm very aware of what I wear, <laughs> like, the, the the clothing that I wear. You know, I, I try to be mindful of what I buy and, and the, the things that I put together so I don't look like a schlep. What I, <laughs> what I would love to see that I don't see for men, and I guess I don't see this for women either, and maybe you can tell me, but, you know, I would love to have... A clothing shop that caters to men, you know, have like some sort of workshop or something that you know teaches pe- or not teaches people, but demonstrates styles that are coming in for the fall, how to wear certain pieces, or just how to how to dress more maturely, or or, or something like that.
1: You know. Well, and there's so many different types of bodies and shapes yeah. of bodies, and just to learn what are the best pieces to put on your particular body and how to look your very best no matter what shape or size your body happens to be would be really helpful i think yeah
0: and again and that's something that doesn't you can scale that like you can do something online with that Uh but that there is a value to bringing people to you in person and in provide again just delivering a uniquely rewarding and informational product or, or service yeah, of some and it,
1: that's something that you could make really fun.
0: You know, for what we do, I'm compelled by the book or possibly some sort of educational thing. And one of the things that I've been thinking about is is doing like an in-person new website workshop. Bring mm-hmm. just one person in, schedule one person at a time to come in and work with me for 12 hours, you know, maybe six hours on one day, six hours on another day, and we just go through the whole thing.
1: I met a woman at a conference one time who had a storefront business in an area of her town that she was from that had a lot of foot traffic. And it was a storefront web business where people would come in and they'd just sit with somebody, and that's how they got their websites. Over a course of a couple of days, they would get trained in how to put it all together. They'd get help putting all their content together and organizing it and actually building their website, and they'd leave at the end of a couple of days well, the website completed as a storefront kind of thing, which I don't think people normally think of that kind of service offering for websites.
0: And that's essentially what I'd like to do. Yeah. Because I, again, at the SBDC, I talk to so many people who they're just like, I just need to get the thing up. They don't do it all right the first time. You know, they, they're just kind of rush, rush, rush. I'm going to do this, this and this. And, and the result is just this half-baked idea that doesn't inspire confidence. Yeah. And it's just kind of this dead space that doesn't do anything. I talk to people in these situations all the time. To get quality, it takes time, it takes resources, and if it's worth it, it's worth it. You know, you should pay people for what they're worth. And mm-hmm. I think if you're able to demonstrate that those key value points, like how it is that you're going to provide value, then I think it's going to be a no-brainer for, for certain people. What do we talk about? We talked about creating books, creating an online class, doing an in-person workshop of some sort.
1: Doing a product if you're a service business, yep. a service if you're a product business.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I think if we just sat down and we looked, you know, at our businesses, like, what could we do that mm-hmm. we could package up and sell? Like, I came up with one. What about you, Nat? I'm putting you on the spot now.
1: I have to come up with something I could package and sell. I've done Well, I like, guess that's the challenge, workshops.
0: right? <laughs> like, like that's yeah, it. don't I have that's a week a to do it? Y- you have a week to do it. <laughs> Y'all, I just did it. I'm okay. <laughs> but, um, kidding. But, but you were saying, though, you've done in-person workshops. Mm-hmm. But there were multiple people there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a class of 20 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and I feel like it's hard to do something like build a new site for 20 people in person because... Everyone's goals are a little bit different.
1: Everyone's goals are different. People get wrapped up in doing something and aren't paying attention yeah. to what's going on in the class. And then they raise their hand and ask what you literally just said. Because they get, you know, oh, I'm going to work on this for a minute. Yeah. And then they're not paying attention to the class. So it's, it can be troublesome. And then <laughs> the other thing that happened is I taught that a few times. It was an eight-hour, like an all-day thing on like a Saturday and I would lose my voice for several days afterwards after yeah. talking for eight hours.
0: <laughs> that's, that's hard. Like that, that's a lot of energy. And, you know, cause I thought about doing that and I've talked to you about it before in, in our discussions, you're kind of like, yeah. Uh, and you kind of waffled on it. Like you were, you thought about what you did and you're like, eh, you know, you weren't in love with it, which made me kind of think the other way. Well, what if I were to take these people who come into the SBDC just one person at a time and really work through the whole process with Uh them. And what is that worth to, to someone? Like if this is going to be a business that is sustainable Uh and, you know, kind of keeps them afloat, like, what is that worth? No one's going to pay me like a million dollars for this stuff. Right. But you know, if it's a business that's going to make you like a five figure income or like a six figure income or more, you know, that's. Worth a substantial amount of money. And if that website plays a at least some role in that, it, there's there's value there. Mm-hmm. there. There really is. The more I talk to you about it now, I'm like, hmm, I think I'm going to fully form this and get a thing going.
1: Well, that's exciting.
0: That's what I'm going to do. You have
1: a whole week to work out all the details. I have
0: a whole week to work out all the details. And I'm going to start tomorrow because I got my intern.
1: Um, if you are lucky enough to have a brick and mortar business, you could look at renting out your space.
0: Oh, For events. Smart. For rent your space for out filming. for events. <laughs> for filming. <laughs> if you're in L.A., that's a big thing. Yeah,
1: they're always looking for places to film.
0: Always looking for places to film. And barbers do that. Stylists, barbers, things like that. They have chairs that they rent out. But yeah, it, like rent your space out. I know that with different meetups and things like that space is always it's the number always one hard thing to find, it's yeah. always hard to find and we're lucky that cross campus is kind enough to host my meetups and mm-hmm. everything they should sponsor this podcast in, in a way they kind of do We get,
1: record there sometimes
0: we record there sometimes <laughs> we we use their uh, air conditioning but i mean they they give me a really good rate on yeah. on on the membership fees so.
1: another thing you could do is Produce some sort of an industry event or conference or trade show. So if you're looking around your industry going, "Mm, I really wish there was an opportunity to talk to other wine shop owners or, you know, whatever it is, and it doesn't exist, create it.
0: I love that. I love that because I think it takes a certain amount of gusto and just bravado. (laughs) To, to make a big event to draw people to because, mm-hmm.
1: you know... It doesn't necessarily have to be a big event. Well, no, it doesn't
0: have to be a big event. And what I'm saying is, is like, it takes so much energy to produce anything, even if it's small, right? Like, it takes a substantial amount of energy and focus to do all the things that need to be done to make something happen. And, and I think it's important to do independent events like this because... I believe, well, I don't know. I'm going to go off on like a big rant. but, (laughs) But, you know, like there's large industry events that are put together. And I think many times independent business owners kind of feel left out in the cold because, you know, maybe they can't afford to attend or it's just not really catered to what they do. And regardless of what space that you're in, There's no single entity that should own that space. If you're the wine shop, like, there's no single person who owns the wine business. Like, the wine business... Wine is for everybody. Absolutely create an event. Thinking about the freelancing event that you went to, I think that would be compelling here. I think a lot of people would attend. Yeah,
1: and that came out of that same thing where Emily Leach was the woman who founded that event. It came out of, actually a Meetup that and the meetup in turn came out of a Facebook group that she started. Yeah, and it, it was because she was a freelancer and wanted these resources and they didn't exist.
0: Find a pain point,
1: uh-huh. you
0: know, f- do some painstorming. Uh, that comes from Amy Hoy, uh, yep. 30 by 500 person. <laughs> it, it's Amy Hoy and Alex Hillman, I think.
1: I think so, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, um, but yeah, they have a wonderful resource. Yeah, I I love the idea of creating an event, and we did that with webs. Well, I say we, you did that with website weekend, which I you think... you helped. Well, yeah. Both so, times. Both times. Both times helped a little bit. Mm-hmm. I I love the idea of doing an event. It's just it's a big thing. So it's a
1: big thing. It's and a it's big a thing. You need a special skill set for someone who is very organized and detail oriented. But if you have those skills. Why not use them?
0: Or if you know the people who have the skills, like trust people to do things. hmm That's, uh, sounds like a pretty good challenge that we've set yeah. up for folks this week.
1: Lots it, of different possibilities.
0: Lots of possibilities. And the, the thing is, I, and I hope if you are listening to this episode, whoever's listening to this episode, my hope is that you're, that you're as excited as I am. Because I think it, it's an exciting thing to take time Take a few steps back from the business. And look at it with intention. I'm going to do a thing, Natalie. You're going to do a thing.
1: Yep. Another new thing.
0: Yeah. No. Another new thing. Another new thing this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you listen to find podcasts somewhere online, you can listen to these different resources to find the Do Weekly Podcast and subscribe. And where would they do that at?
1: We can start at our website, doweeklypodcast.com. Or... Or Stitcher, or Spotify, or uh, TuneIn Radio. Break it down. Google Podcast. Heck yeah. Google Play. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's so many others. Pocket Cast, Overcast.
0: That's right. Undercast.
1: <laughs> Is that a real one?
0: No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're social, aren't we?
1: We are. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Do Weekly Podcast.
0: Fuck yes. If you liked this podcast there's a couple things that you can do. The first one is...
1: Leave us a five-star review on iTunes.
0: Heck yeah, because it makes our podcast easier to find and makes people like me with frail egos be able to get through their day with a little more ease. Okay, then. And uh,
1: Support Alex's frail ego. Write a review.
0: <laughs> yes, please.
1: That's very compelling. Yes. Compelling messaging.
0: Support my uh, fragility. That's, <laughs> yes. Please, please. (laughs) For the Do Weekly Podcast. I'm Alex Vasquez.
1: And I'm Natalie MacLees,
0: And we're reminding you to keep it doable, and we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.
0: And and, and try to find ways to... Natalie, your cat's licking its stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: It makes it very... She difficult to deliver a paper. cohesive thought.
1: She doesn't have a possible thought. Your
0: your what does that have to do with anything?
1: Well she can't use toilet paper.